0: So the past week has been a bit of a roller coaster. Um, a week ago, my mother was brought into the hospital. I was at work. I get a text from my uncle that uh, she was in the hospital to go, which was kind of deja vu because a week before that, so two weeks ago, I got a text from Sheena, my wife, telling me. She was in the hospital to go to the hospital and pick up the kids. Turns out she was just having some stress issues and, you know, they took care of that. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But with my mom, you know, I flew up to the hospital. I didn't fly. I mean, I drove really, really fast (laughs) and it still took two hours. Oh, maybe I didn't drive so fast. It's about 45 minutes, an hour away normally, but it was storming. And it was rush hour traffic. So it took me like an extra hour to get there. And uh, I get there and, you know, she seemed fine. Her demeanor was good. Her, 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 you know, she looked fine. She felt fine. She was talking fine. She seemed fine. But it turns out she, they found a lump in her lung, in her left lung. She had been complaining about a pain in her back, like a little jabbing pain up um, close to her shoulder Whenever she lay down on that side, you know, um, so when I went and get it checked out, they saw it was a lump and they sent her to the hospital to get an x-rayed, you know, and, and they found they found a tumor on her on her lung. Um, so, yeah, my mom's been diagnosed with cancer, you know, and, and it's been one hell of a roller coaster. I mean, first off, that's a game changer right? Like all the plans you had, everything you were going to do comes kind of to a screeching halt because now you have this new thing to deal with, right? And there's not much you could do to deal with it either. That's the problem. I mean, there's treatments, you know, and, and the doctors are going to do it. The doctors are actually really hopeful. You know, they've been telling my mom, don't worry. Yeah. You know, no need to freak out. We're going to, we'll, we'll see what it is. They're waiting on the biopsy results, right? So they know what it is and, and what, to, what to do, how to treat it. But the doctor's like, you know, just don't freak out yet. I mean, it, you, you got what you got, but nowadays it can be treated and there's there's ways to deal with it and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So they're pretty positive. But in the back of my mind, you know, it's cancer. <laughs> usually there's just, you know, the worst case scenario is usually what occurs and and not always people beat it, but you know, my mom's 82 years old. How much treatment can they give her? How much treatment can she take? Right? Like physically. And it's like a six centimeter tumor. I'm guessing that's pretty big. Like, I don't know if that's quote unquote early on. So, but I guess that's all going to be, you know, discussed when she gets the results of the biopsy, what stage it's in and What's going to happen. But again, up till now, the doctor has been pretty hopeful and optimistic with my mom. Other family members, not so much. They're already preparing for the end. They're already writing her off, which again, I get, right? I get it. It's cancer. Some really bad thing is there's a really good chance that it's going to happen, right? The worst case scenario. So we need to prepare. I get it. But my mom is in a hospital, like, flirting with the doctors, charming the nurses, joking. Like, she's still not feeling anything. So, I'm very conflicted. <laughs> all week long, man. All week long. It's just been uh, very, very conflicted. Because, yes, I'm preparing for her death, I'm preparing for her being gone. I'm preparing for to having to tell my kids. Which, by the way, they know what's going on. You know, I, I don't like to keep things from my kids. I don't. I'm not that parent who tries to protect them and then just springs it on them. Hey, she's dead. She's gone. She's not here anymore. You're never gonna see her. They know what cancer is, and they know they know what the the possibilities are. So they're right with it. You know, they're right with it. They're they're there with us, and they're hugging her and praying for her, and you know, they're they're down. They don't they understand. They're worried. But they understand. Um, still a little shell shocked from losing their other grandmother about a year and a half ago. But that's why I was like, no, I got to tell them. You know, their other grandmother, my mother-in-law died suddenly from a heart attack. From, you know, from one minute to the next. That shocked them. You know, I don't want them to go through that again. So I'm just kind of keeping them informed on everything that's going on so that they, you know, they're, they're, they're with us. Um... So, yeah, so on the one hand, I'm preparing for her death. You know, like, for example, I'm thinking she's going to pass away. You know, if, if, if she leaves me the house in the will or whatever, like, I'm going to have to sell the stuff and move the stuff out and maybe put it in storage or, or just, you know, sell the house furnished. or Like, I'm making all these plans and then I stop myself and I'm like, wait, what She's still alive. She's still there. The house is still hers. Like, it's almost like I feel ashamed that I'm preparing for life after my mom. You know what I mean? Because she's still here. But at the same time, I kind of have to, but it's very conflicting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, what the hell? And it's just kind of like push-pull. And then there's the other side of it. You know, I, I, I'm preparing for the worst M- emotionally, like not even talking about her estate, her belongings, all those things that you really do have to deal with when someone passes away, right? Like, it's, it's something we don't think about. But it is a, a reality. Like, when they die, they leave stuff behind. Like, my mother-in-law left her dog in her house. So, we had to take over the dog. Like, we had to adopt the dog. And then the house itself. And you know what I mean? Like, there's things you have to deal with after a loved one passes. It's just the way it is, right? There's no point in not thinking about it. So... But not even speaking on that right now, just speaking like emotionally, right? Like the other day at work, I was freaking out. Like, you know, my mom is dead, basically. She's just laying in a hospital dying, you know, and and, and it kind of really, it just really hit me the other day, you know, at work. And I was having a really hard time at work, you know, and and I work at a a Gatorland and I work doing a swamp buggy ride and I'm entertaining folks and I'm supposed to be up and funny and entertaining. And I wasn't, I mean, I was outwardly, but inside I'm like dying. Um, And when you're all weirded out, you know, when you got all these emotions going, you start thinking and seeing things in a strange light like I was driving right I'm driving the swamp buggy because we have two people on the swamp buggy the driver and the talker and, and you switch back and forth you know depending on you know throughout the day but at this point I was driving right so I'm driving and it had just rained so the clouds are still in the sky they're all broken up now and they're, they're kind of flying past us you know they were moving pretty quickly but there's one cloud in the sky in the distance that was like rainbow colored like, I guess the, it's, it's, it had moisture, and the, the sunlight was hitting it, and it was like the color of a rainbow, the, the cloud. But it wasn't moving. Like, all the other clouds are flying past it, and that one is staying there. And at first, I'm going, wow, look how pretty. And then as I'm driving, and the cloud's not moving, and it's just looking down at me, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Oh my God, that's my mom. Oh my God, she died. She died. She's gone. Holy shit, she's gone. Ah, you know, and and, and I finished the ride and I ran to the the break room and I called my mom, you know, and she's like, hey, what's up? Like, just started talking to me normal. (laughs) So it was like, I went from like the bowels of hell emotionally right back up to heaven, you know, after hearing her voice and hearing her talk and hearing her acting normal. And so it's like, that's very conflicting too, you know, the fact that she's not showing symptoms, she's not in pain, she's not having a hard time breathing, she's not showing anything, she's normal, but this thing is growing on her, right, so I guess that's where the, um, what do you call it, the biopsy comes in, you know, is it malignant, is it benevolent, no, benign, benevolent, <laughs> benign, or is it malignant, you know, apparently the doctors have noticed it's starting to spread to her pancreas and her liver. So I guess it's not benign, but I don't know. I don't know. We haven't gotten the results yet. So I don't know, um, But yeah, man, oh man. And all week long, all week long, I think one thing and then I think the other. Oh, and I said earlier, like it's a game changer, right? Because for those of you that have heard this podcast, you know, over the past year or so, maybe a little more, in, in all of its different, you know, phases, right? Because the podcast has kind of changed over the years. It started out as the doggy guru, and then it started out very episodic, and then it started out very structured. Like, I've just been kind of experimenting with things, and it's just kind of evolved into this, right? Just kind of a stream of consciousness. Um... But for those of you that have listened, me and Sheena have battled with thoughts of moving up north, leaving Florida, repeatedly. One of the reasons is I'm from New Jersey. I'm used to snow and cold and spring and fall and summer, like all four seasons, right? I'm used to that. I miss that. You don't get that here in Florida. In that sense, it's very boring. It's just one season. Well, no, there's, there's, there's three seasons in Florida. There's hot, there's extremely hot, and then there's summer. <laughs> you know, like nothing changes. It's hot all year. Winter in Florida lasts like three days, if that. So that's not even enough time for the trees to die. <laughs> Before, by the time the trees are going, oh, shit, it's gotten cold. Like the temperature's hot again. So from my end, I miss the seasons and I miss the topography of New Jersey. You know, I came from a place that has beaches and mountains, farm country, uh, uh, farming country and city, you know, old and new history. And you know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of everything. Like you can literally go up to the mountains in the morning and go skiing And then go to the beach. Oh, maybe not skiing. No, the mountains aren't that tall. But still, like, you can go to the mountains and you can go to the beach. Like, you have both. Or you can go to the the Pine Barrens, a big forest area in the middle. So, New Jersey has lakes and, and beaches. Like, it has everything, right? Florida is flat. It's the flattest state in the country. So, there's nothing to look at. Everything you look at is the same. Palm trees and green. Like, that's it. Period. End of discussion. That is Florida. Once you've seen one area, you've seen it all. Um, Beautiful beaches. Beautiful beaches. But that's it. Like, there's nothing else here. And uh, a third thing that I really miss from up north is the culture. Culture. Like, where I lived, there was so much history there. Revolutionary War history from, you know, U.S. history. Um, Alexander Hamilton was killed by Andrew Burr right by my house. Like there's a monument there. You can see cannons and fortifications from the Revolutionary War from when they were coming up the Hudson River, the British. And like there's so much history over there, visible history, tangible history. You could touch it. You could look at it. You could take a picture of it. We can go, you know, drive into New York City, which is right there. There's museums. There's Broadway. There's... Everything and anything and everything that you could possibly want. Here in Florida, not so much. And I'm bored. <laughs> A lady once told me, yeah, you sound really bored. You must be bored. Yeah, I am bored. There's nothing here. And I've been kind of trying to, um, you know, uh, just kind of deal with it. Just kind of resign myself to the fact that, well, this is my life. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. But the, the call from up north is just calling. I want my kids to experience the seasons. I want them to go hiking up a mountain with me. I want them to make a snowman and throw, hit me with a snowball. I want them to experience, you know, Jersey food, <laughs> New York pizza, stuff like that. So there's that. But then there's the other side of it with my wife. She has been wanting to go up north too. At first, she was the cause of me staying in Florida. She's a Florida girl. She'd never been anywhere. So she was like, this is all I know. I don't want to go anywhere. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of my life right here in Florida. Okay. Well, I mean, this is where we live now. So, okay, that's fine. But then as the years went on... She started getting that itch, too. Like, damn, what does snow feel like? Damn, what does winter look like? Damn, what do the fall uh, leaves and the trees and the plants, you know, in autumn... What does that look like? Like, my wife wants to experience it. She wants to live where she can look out the window and see mountains. She loves the mountains, even though she's never been to them. So, and she just wants to experience different things, you know? Now, what really gave my wife the... Urge to move or the permission, I guess you could say she gave herself permission was when her mom passed away The tether wasn't there anymore. There was no reason for her to leave to stay here now The reason she stayed was for her mom. Her mom lived here, right? Her mom's no longer here. My wife was like, all right Let's go Yeah, you know, but then I held off and then I was like, no, 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 you know, we're here. This is our life Let's just go visit now that I'm like standing at the edge of losing my mom, I get it, I get it. I get why my wife was like, yeah, let's go. Because I'm thinking like if my mom passes, I don't think I'd have any reason to be here either. I don't know. (sighs) I've done everything I wanted to do in Florida. I pretty much seen everything there is that I wanted to see in Florida. Have I seen all of Florida? No, but I've seen the beaches. I've seen the swamps. I've seen the mangroves. I've seen you know, like everything there is here that I've wanted to see, I've seen. Everything I've wanted to do here, I've done. I've been a tour guide, I've driven monster trucks, I'd drive a swamp buggy, I've been an entertainer, I've been a gator wrestler, I sang opera while sing, while wrestling an alligator, like on the back of the gator. I opened up restaurants. I transported dead people <laughs> when I worked for a funeral home. Like I'd done everything I wanted to do here yeah if my mom passes away i think i'm ready to go too and me and my wife have discussed that as well we've kind of settled on new jersey because new jersey is beautiful i know i lived there i came from there you know i i there is there is the hood and then there's country there's the suburbs and then there's uh uh you know the the city there's farmland there's everything like everything is in jersey depends on where you want to go and i'm a jersey boy you know, and my wife has seen pictures and videos of New Jersey. And when she went up to visit with me, we went to visit my mom where I lived, which was a town called West New York in Hudson County, right across the river from Manhattan. Not really a big city building wise, but people wise. You know, it was a small town, but packed like my block. I don't know how many buildings were on my block, but they were like five story buildings each. So the population lives upward, not outward. And we pack a lot of people into that town and all the immediate towns. Like we lived in a very urban area, you know, in, in, in El Barrio, the Latin hood. My wife didn't like that. That was her impression of New Jersey. Like yeah, I moved to New Jersey, you want to live there, you know? But I've been showing her like the other parts of New Jersey because New Jersey is beautiful. You know, and I've been showing her the other parts of New Jersey and she's like, oh, wow, that is beautiful. You know, and the one comforting thing for the two of us about moving to Jersey, if we decide to, is the fact that I'm from there. So it's not like we would be starting over completely. You know, I'm, I'm from there. I know people there. I'm, I'm familiar with the area. I know how to, how to drive there, where to drive there, where to go, where to get something. Where You know what I mean? What's a good area? What's not a good area? So, so there's that. Like, ah, my mom's situation is totally a game changer now. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's so all-encompassing. You know, it's just so all-encompassing. It is my mother. You know, we we weren't always particularly close, but it's it's my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, just wow. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, you know, you you your emotions just start working at you know, hundred miles a minute, and it's just wow. So yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. That is what's going on in our life. And it's just freaking crazy.